This is Stash, and you're listening to the Business Bottom Line Podcast, coming to you from the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. We're in the foothills of the Smokies, talking business with people just like you, who are responsible for the bottom line, sharing business tips to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line. So we have uh, in the studio with us today a special guest, Miss Ashley Horvath who is in charge of all of our personal lines, clients, and policies for home and auto and motorcycles and boats and RVs. And I don't know how many other things she's in charge of, but she's here. So welcome, Ashley. Hi. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> nice to be here. So um, we'll just start off with, with this question. It may not be in order that you have prepared for. I warned you about that. Uh, are you an iPhone or an Android user? Um, I cannot pick one. Every time I go and get a new phone, it has to. I switch. Right now, I have Android. I've had it for quite a while, and and uh, my boyfriend he doesn't want to switch back to iPhone, but I do. So <laughs> maybe you just need a new Android phone. Maybe that's what you need. Yeah. Okay. Better version. So so most people get one and they don't ever switch, but you're one of those people that. Tries one every and then time. The, every I want to switch back. <laughs> okay, I don't know what to say about that, but anyway. <laughs> so, uh, introduce us to your family. Tell us a little bit about your family. Well, me and Jordan, we have been together for six years, and we have a three-year-old. His name is Nolan. He um, has the cutest hair. It is blonde, long, and curly, along with wild, just like him. And <laughs> so that that's it. Just us yeah. three. Every time I see Nolan, I cut his hair you can understand why yes you know you can't see my hair now but if you could you'd understand why i want nolan's hair he's got great hair beautiful hair so um have you read a book lately that you really like are you reading something or something you've read in the past or are you a reader do you read a lot I used to be. Okay. Um, since uh, college, I was in college for a long time. Then I changed my career. Then I had Nolan. So I just felt like I haven't put the effort to make time for that. Yeah. But I, I used to love it. And I always have liked books that were popular. So my last book that I remember reading was Twilight. Um, okay. So that was popular a while ago. But yeah. it, I liked that and liked that type of series. So like do that. you like, does that mean you like fantasy things or what? I know I, that's I like not everything. necessarily <laughs> fantasy. But okay, okay. So you you just like different things. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, uh, I know with working and motherhood and all that, you don't have a lot of time. But so, but what is your hobby? Do you have a hobby that you really like? Um, I don't know if I would say that I have hobbies that I've done recently. I used to love painting. Um, mm. whenever I was pregnant, I was making these little welcome signs for people's doors that I really enjoyed and picking okay. that up. But since then, I haven't had time. But that is something that okay. I enjoy just for myself. Now, when you say painting, do you mean painting like in pictures or painting houses or what kind of painting? <laughs> Not painting houses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> something relaxing. Okay. Okay. So do you do, do you paint in like watercolors, oil, or do you do that kind of painting? No, no. I do. I have done watercolors and things like that, okay. but mostly it's just straight acrylic painting. Okay. Just acrylics. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a talent I don't have. I can't even draw a square round box. <laughs> get that. But anyway, so if, uh, if money was no issue, 
and you didn't have to come in and work with me in the office and work with insurance people. And you, you could just do whatever in the world you could think of. What would that be? Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Permanent vacation. Okay, yes. okay, I get that. But where would you go then? Oh, just everywhere you could think of. Um, I would really like to, to go to Italy. Oh. Um, my grandma, she's Italian. Okay. Um, I tried to talk her into it one time, and she, she turned me down, and now she wishes that she would have went with me. Um, I would also like to go to Hungary. Uh, my grandpa's mm. Hungarian. We mm-hmm. have a lot of family down there. Um, some of them speak American, but... Okay. Oh, that's that's interesting. Well, I actually lived in Italy when I was in the Air Force for uh, almost a year and a half. Vicky and I lived there, and it, it is a fascinating place. At the time, we were what's called unsponsored. That means the military didn't pay for her to be there, mm-hmm. so we just had to go out and find an apartment. And so we just lived out in town uh, where no one spoke English and we couldn't speak Italian, so we just kind of grunted at people, and you know. Uh, carry my little book around so I could say uh, <laughs> how much is that and that kind of thing. But it was fascinating. It's uh, it's so old. Everything is so old. And that's the difference about Europe anyways. You know, you go around those buildings. It's been there 400 years. You know, we haven't even been here 400 years as a right. country. So it's different. But it's fascinating to be there. I'd, I'd love to do that. There used to be a book on seeing Europe on $25 a day. Uh that's been a while. <laughs> so I don't know what it costs now. But traveling isn't cheap, that's for sure. Oh, no. But uh, I, I love to travel, too. So And I'm kind of like you, just pretty much anywhere. Uh, anywhere that's different. Day. Something new every day. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So let's talk about, give us a little bit of history how you got here. Because, like, you didn't just wake up one day and think, oh, I'm going to do insurance today. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about no, that. No, it was really just by chance. Um Whenever I found you all, I was a waitress uh, in my past life for about 10 years, and I was also doing respiratory therapy for two, and I just was looking for something different. I was tired of being on my feet because both of those jobs require you to stand all the whole time you're there, mm-hmm. and um, I was just talking to my dad um and I was like, I wonder what an insurance agent does. And he just so happened to know you. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got that contact that way. So it worked out great. <laughs> yeah. And that's been, what, two plus years ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. Almost two and a half now, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So so you're like, uh, you're in, you can't get out now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think y'all let, will let me. <laughs> no, we're not going to let you leave now. We just have to close up the fastly window. <laughs> so um, kind of give us a picture of what's it like being Ashley? What, what's it like in your daily life, work life? What What's that look like? Okay, so... Uh, pretty much, I kind of do the same thing. Well, I don't want to say I do the same thing every day because I definitely don't do that. But I have pretty much the same routine. I like to come in and uh, check my emails, check my tasks, and prioritize things. I like to do um, small tasks or servicing tasks uh, first thing, just get them off my plate. Then I like to, um, well... Then do it if I have any issues, which is very rare. But if something needs to be done, we definitely do that. And then we just manage the book of business that we have. So that includes uh, quoting new business, looking at renewals, um, contacting um, clients that we already have just to make sure everything is going good and, and things like that. Okay. Okay. So it's busy and uh, you come to work in the mornings and work into the afternoon. Not quite all day yet, but it's a busy 
it's a busy day. Most days, yes. there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like uh, one person that knows me says, I just sit and look, play on the computer all day. That yeah. might be what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that could be what it looks like, but that's not really what it is. That's not really what it is. So, and then, of course, after work, there's, you got to go home and take care of no one and all that entails taking care of. And was he three now? Yes. Yeah. Just three. three. Okay. And a ball of energy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he does not like to be by himself just yet. And mm-hmm. that includes playing, uh, watching TV, just anything that he's doing you have to you have to do. So <laughs> I remember that period when, when our son would say, Watch me, watch me swing. He just now got into that. Did he? Yes. Everything he does, watch me. And it's just like a little jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that clearly with, when our son was small. He couldn't do anything unless you watched him. He wanted yes. you to watch him do everything <laughs> and, and uh, participate, you know, however that looked. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's normal. That's yes. normal, normal place. So uh, tell me what, what is one of your biggest challenges in what you do? Uh, I know there's... That's kind of broad, but what what's a what's a big challenge that you kind of feel like oh this is this is a real challenge for me? Is there something that stands out like that? Um, well, I think within this world, and even how I used to think before um, really being in business was everything has to be instant. So the biggest challenge is that mindset for me and um, thinking that all my clients feel that way. So if somebody calls, I always feel like I have to do it right then, right now. Um, I, so I just, that's my biggest challenge is just myself and worrying about that. Cause I don't like to prioritize anything. Um, I mean, I don't like to put anything off. Um, I procrastinate in that way. So that, that's it. Yeah, so it's hard. You're saying it's hard for you to have a to-do list, and you can see the five things, and you want to get them all done yes, right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's why I said if there's small things first thing in the morning, I uh-huh. do that because I just want them off my list. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that long to-do list can be kind of depressing, especially when you realize I'm not going to get all that done today. You yes. Know, that, that that can be kind of depressing. It can. Uh, but the truth is, uh, even in our business. If you don't have kind of a, what we call a flow and, and things moving along, uh, it, it it's difficult to handle all the tasks you have because they all can't be done instantly. Right. And invariably, some are more complicated than others, right? Right. From I need an ID card to I need to take a car off and put a car on or, you know, whatever, change my house because I build a new sunroom or whatever it might be. Yeah, lots of different things. <laughs> lots of different things. So they get have to be prioritized in some way, some way. So you do pretty much everything on the computer? Um, no, there's some times where I have to go out and go look at somebody's property and do measurements and take photos. I, okay. I've started enjoying that, but most most of the day, most of my time is um, on the computer. Yeah, we're. I, I want to pose this to you because we talk about this a lot inside. We talk about relation. This is a relationship business, and we want to have a good relationship with the people that trust us with their insurance. And so, talk a little bit about the different ways that you have to deal with relationship because especially since COVID, not everybody shows up in the office. I mean, some people come in the office to do things, but more often than not, it's a phone call, an email, a text, Mm -hmm. or something 
other. So how do you approach a relationship when you don't really see the person? I think for me, it's been easy. I started out um, during COVID and and that part I, has come easy to me. Um, the only thing that sometimes is a little bit tough is email or, or text because sometimes people will come off as just like brash and mm-hmm. and you just... I don't know. That's the only thing that's been difficult with email because you can't tell their tone or how they're yeah. saying something. And <laughs> That's true. That's very true. There, There's no nuance or there's no expression to it. Unless, of course, they put a smiley face on right. the end of it. And then you kind of know how they're feeling. But uh, it's funny how uh, you come to depend on... Uh, emojis is that the right term yes <laughs> uh, to understand how somebody's feeling when it's in print that way which also on the other side is a cautionary thing because if you don't choose your words well you can communicate a, an ill temper or a like you're bothering me or something without meaning to exactly if you don't choose the words well so it is it is a challenge to uh, make sure that you're speaking and expressing yourself the right way exactly but so you you just kind of welcome that though i mean it's not like a stressor for you no it hasn't been that's good that's good that's really good so what what do you feel like the biggest challenge is um and then this perspective is a little different because a lot of times we're talking to business owners and you're not a business owner but you're very involved in a broad part of our business and and know it well now after two and a half years what what's the biggest challenge that you you kind of see at from the insurance world moving forward uh do you is there something that you think boy that's that's big that's coming or that we're that's there today or how would you answer that well you know you sent me that email the other day and i said wow that is crazy to think about but um it was an email about how people can get insurance and how they would choose to. Um, and one of them was off Amazon, um, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that's probably something that is coming in the future. So definitely um, just having, like I said, at people's fingertips um, to get insurance. I think that's that's the biggest challenge. And then, you know, people think that they're fine until they're not um Mm. so we're still very important um because they just don't know the information we have they don't really know what they're signing up for um they don't have the same experience with the carriers or even handling claims and how those play out um but that is i think the biggest challenge is going in that direction the whole self-service and insurance Mm. because you don't consider yourself uh, a salesperson you consider yourself a, what an advisor? Is that how you yes. you think of yourself? Mm-hmm. So you you have learned a lot in the last two years about how insurance works, so you can help other people understand. And still learning, yes. And still learning, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those businesses like like other things, really, that you you never learn all you need to learn. You just keep learning. Because things change and you have to constantly update what you know. Yes. Sometimes what you knew last year is not how it is today. And yes. You have to learn that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So how, how would you say what you do helps people or helps other people? How, how would you describe the way you help people? Um, I think that um, by having insurance and, and the way that I help them, it just puts their mind at ease at certain things. Um, 
I feel like I help people the most whenever they're a new client to me and I was able to look at everything that that they own and what property that they have and ex, you know express what I feel like they need in their policy and go over coverages um, and, and let them decide what they want and need but I think that is how I help people the most is just by by being able to be there and explain to them um, you know what is actually here because it, it looks good every single deck page looks the same but all policies are not mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's true. so it, it's good to know stuff like that yeah and that's something that you didn't know coming into the business right because (laughs) that they're all different well you know you know there's certain forms but then each company has a little tweak to each form too Mm -hmm. so yeah that's right that's right and it's a process like you say you just keep adding to the knowledge because it takes time to absorb all those variances and and different information and of course different websites because they all work a little different so Mm -hmm. it's it's a challenge uh i've often said that being in the being an independent insurance agent meaning we deal with a lot of different companies is by far the most difficult way to be in the business yes definitely yeah because if you just had one company you could just learn everything about them and know everything all the time yeah you know everything (laughs) all the time but but in the way we do it and and of course we do that to try to offer choices and options so that regardless of what somebody the need they have we can help them Mm -hmm. because we have different companies that help us with that okay or is there is there any particular way you see the future unfolding in insurance that it's not today or do you think about those kinds of things uh part of that's kind of wrapped up in the challenge before us but you obviously take the technology part, you just kind of take that in stride. You're not really intimidated by that. With the technology that we have, but if it advances, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it never seems to stay the same. It's always... I just you know, don't know, like, what more could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to imagine the future, but uh, it's changed a lot. Uh, even in the time you've been here, the things yeah. have changed quite a bit. The things that we use are different. Then we're, of course, I'm constantly saying, Ashley, you need to learn to do this. Yeah. (laughs) And you always do. So, yeah. So if you were going to say the best tip that you could give somebody, and I know you don't work with businesses every day. You do a little bit. Uh, You talk to people and uh, help facilitate information and things. But but just thinking about our business and how we do things, what kind of a tip would you give somebody and say, this would be good if you did this, you'd be more successful? Just stay true to yourself and just make sure that you find a place um, that not necessarily that you fit in, but you feel comfortable in, um, I think is the most important. Just just to find a place that you enjoy and you enjoy who you are when you're there. Okay. Okay. That's good advice because it's hard to give yourself and give your best if you don't like or enjoy what you're doing. Right. So that's that's an important piece of it. Well, thanks for taking time to talk to us today. Uh, Thanks for being part of the team here at the office and for uh, what you do uh, in uh, helping clients with those sometimes difficult decisions and sometimes information they need and they didn't even know it, but you helped them see it. So thank you for that, Ashley. (laughs) Appreciate it. Well, that's a wrap for today's Business Bottom Line podcast. Take that tip and make your bottom line turn from red to black 
And next week, we'll talk to another special guest and see you right here in the jewel city of the mountains, Greenville, Tennessee. This is a stash saying we're here to inspire, inform, and improve your bottom line so you can grow, grow, grow. <laughs>